Welcome to Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal discussion about our beloved series, Star Trek. The Adams family. Alright, we're back. <laughs> On another exciting episode of Starfleet Boy, where we have a casual and informal conversation about Star Trek. And I'm joined once again by the fabulous doctor who's in half face. Oh no, you're full face. <laughs> the little I'm preview screen showed you the little preview screen. Had you in half face, like if you oh, were am I in half face but now? No, you're full. You're in your full glory. It's the full, the full, the full, the full Picard, the, as you say. The full Picard, as we say, <laughs> which we did not get. We we only got a partial Picard. Oh in come on now! <laughs> that speech at the end was not a full Picard. <laughs> I see you are judging us by our children. Uh, <laughs> he who hates children gives a speech on parenting. I know. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I didn't take any notes, and uh, I didn't really think about the summary for this episode. So. Allow me to summarize. <laughs> you get summarized. The Enterprise yeah. enters uh, a nebula, and remember those. Remember that that little ball of energy that impregnated Troy like four seasons ago. Yeah, or like a couple. Yeah, seasons, Troy should yeah. avoid alien balls because another little ball <laughs> comes out of this one and basically just slaps Troy around for an entire episode in the guise of some little girl's imaginary friend. And wow. uh, Picard comes your, in. Your summary is way more entertaining. I, w- I wish you wrote the. Uh, I wish you were old enough to write this episode at the time. You might have uh, and you might have saved a bunch of future audiences from some uh, some uh, <laughs> some heartache. From some heartache, yeah. So this little ball is a girl's imaginary friend, and Picard comes in and gives it a stern lecture. End of episode. Yep. Pretty much. I it's it makes me sad uh, that there are such things as filler episodes. And they used to be called that too, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Like, mm. <laughs> like didn't they? You say, "Oh, you have your mid-season. What, what was it? The mid-season episodes? Like they weren't as, they weren't as great." This <laughs> like is you kind of expected. This, it. this certainly falls into not as great. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm compelled to find something. Re- I'm I'm trying really hard to find something redeeming about this episode, but I watched it twice, unfortunately. Oh my god, why? And, well, I watched it like like a couple of weeks ago. In I do a little I, I watch ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, right, just a right. little bit. I'm not too far ahead, but I try to go a little ahead. Um, and then I thought, oh, you know what? I, maybe I should just see it again, just to to see if there's anything that I could like bring to the discussion, like. You know, I sat there with my notepad and my pen. I'm like ready. It's like <laughs> I just like watched the whole thing very attentively, uh, and nothing came out. Nothing came nothing. out. Like I There's nothing. Nothing, <laughs> like I nothing to I recommend at all. I couldn't say anything. Like there was nothing. 
Now I understand what you used to say in high school. Like, there's nothing redeemable about this. Episode. There's nothing redeemable about this episode. And at I don't. All. I don't know. I think I must have never seen this episode when I was young because I also mentally have blocked it out. I didn't remember that it existed until I saw it again a few weeks ago. So, this episode. This episode is like extremely unmemorable. What, what were they thinking? Nothing. What do you think they were thinking when? When they said, let's make an episode about an imaginary friend taking over the Enterprise. I genuinely think that, like, at the only thing that I can kind of, like, piece together uh, in, in sort of, like, a kind way would be, <laughs> would be to say that, like, there must have been a huge effort at this time to uh, help... Uh, people parent better because I didn't realize I didn't remember how much parenting occurs on the season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's like there's a lot, and then Alexander even makes a cameo in this episode. So I was just I don't know. There's like there's so many things that could like could have gone right with this episode, but it ended up just not. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't have like a lot of sense. But I think that the effort there must have been some kind of huge effort in the '90s that I'm forgetting. To uh, to become better parents, um, I think my parents did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think your parents did a great job. <laughs> I think your parents did a pretty with, good with job with you too, and, and your so. sister. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, maybe I, I should probably interview my parents to see if they. I don't think they would sit through this episode though. To please be honest. Like, don't, don't make them. <laughs> they were so good to you. Why why repay them with they this? Were, they were so good. Um, um, so mm-hmm. that's the only thing. The story seems to center around. Uh, it tries to do two things. It tries to put like a science fiction twist on the old like, uh, which we've seen in a lot of episodes of TV shows from this just before this. Like I remember, Different Strokes dealt with this kind of thing, and maybe other other shows did. Imaginary too, like friends, the traveling, the what's that? What did oh, different imaginary strokes? friends? Yes, but more the traveling. Right, the traveling parent. Like, isn't that like a trope that keeps coming along? The traveling like parent. The, yeah, like the military parent or the parent that doesn't stick around in one town. But see, long, okay, like. let's. Well, but here's the thing: you've already got a character. You've actually got two characters already in the cast that you can write that kind of story about because you've got Crusher, you know, with Wesley, and uh, you know, and then you've got. You know, I mean, they could have done something there when she was off being head of Starfleet Medical. And then you've got Worf now, you know. Um, so, I mean, you, there, there's two other characters already in-house that you can write uh, parenting stories on. I don't know why they had to... I just don't understand the point. I don't know what they were thinking with this. It was just re- It's just really... <laughs> it's bad from conception through execution through everything. I mean, even the um, did, did you notice the botanist that was in the background? And she's always. I mean, it doesn't matter what time of of, of day it is on the Enterprise. She's always back there wearing those, uh, you know, the overalls. I, yeah, because also, I mean, it's I the night that's... shift, and she's still there. What is she planting back there? Uh, I, yeah, like, I don't remember. Also, I don't remember how. The character of Clara is supposed to be, but I just feel like 
when as soon as like I think she like being a future child and like being aboard the Enterprise and stuff like that like I think she would understand that like oh my imaginary friend now is real I should just like <laughs> I should report this or try to take a picture of it or do something like you know what I mean like she would, like that's the other thing is that like is there no surveillance on, in the future like is there no are there are there no cameras in the future I've never noticed anyone taking a picture have you on Star Trek no, no this one, is a future no one, free of Instagram and Facebook <laughs> this is a, this is a Twitter, great future apparently. yeah there's no no one's on their on their pad like you know doing selfies nobody I just can't imagine that the uh, ship never noticed an energy reading near this child, or there was like nothing that could alarm. It was or going alert through anyone. everything, and there was n- it was uh, emitting nothing. Remember, it went through the medical equipment. Right. We it know, was right we behind Data and Jordy. Why didn't I mean Data didn't didn't Jordy see anything? He's got the damn yeah. visor. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Worf also Worf also saw it. And so that well, he saw the, the girl. Sen- no, but if if he saw the girl, it means the visual sensors are picking her up a hundred percent. Like the, at the very basic, like there's there's sensors that can. See. If your eyes can see it, right? More than likely, the sensors are catching it. That's right? true. That's so, true. And Worf didn't think. <laughs> so, I don't know this girl. He's no, head of no, security. He, he must. I've <laughs> Who is this child dressed as Alice in Wonderland? Because that's the only thing I could also think about is that she was dressed like Alice, like the you know Alice in Wonderland type of kind of the cartoon Disney version. Can we go off topic briefly <laughs> and and talk of? Do you Actually, remember that movie yes. that we saw <laughs> with Macaulay Culkin? Is that homicidal kid? Remember, we went to go oh, see the that. Good son. That was a the horrible movie. It was. <laughs> I loved it. Where did we go see that? Do you remember where we went to it go was see ter- that? It's ter- it is it is a terrible movie, but I loved it. And that we all went launched, to go see that. Eli- remember? Yeah, Elijah Wood's career was launched. From it was that launched movie. from that film because Elijah Wood was the was the victim. Right, <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin was the the bad seed. Let's say. And I, I think that's a legitimate subgenre, the bad seed kid. Yeah, Village of the Damned that was and all like that. Something going on there. Yeah. I think it would have been better if she was the twins from The Shining. I think that blood should have been coming out of the. Uh, I, this should this episode should have gone full horror on us. You're right, and it would have been great. And actually, it would have been great because You're then right. you could have one of those. You could say like right now episodes you play at. How I don't know if you do this, but I kind of pick themes, and then I'll play a Star Trek episode. Like for Halloween, right? Well, all I could think about was like Sub Rosa. <laughs> that's the only like that's the only Star Trek episode. So imagine if we just had the imaginary friend go full horror. It would have been great because around Halloween you would play this like scary episode. <laughs> I can think of scarier episodes. What would you play it? What would be your the, Halloween the Star one Trek? where they all turn into creatures? Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, it's true. And um, what about the one what where the aliens, series? the aliens that do the, and they they oh, steal that's you. A, that's a really good right? Halloween one because that still freaks me out. That still freaks me out. <laughs> that still. Freaks when is me that out. happening? What season it's is coming. that? It's coming. It's coming. I think that's season seven. All right. I'm down for season that one. seven. Has some really good, good, good episodes. I think it's also um, got some really. And so bad does ones. this season. So does this season. <laughs> I don't know if you're down, but the next episode is I bored. 
<laughs> Can we just talk about iBorg? We can, but I have to watch it. Uh, I have to revisit um, it. I mean, I've watched it. Actually, to be honest, I've watched that episode probably enough times that I could just talk about it without having to ever watch I it. I think I would have to rewatch it. <laughs> All right. um, that's one of, as you know, that's one of my favorite episodes. But but to, why were you going on the good Santana? Oh, yeah, because the bad seed. That's right. Because you have this malevolent right. child. And you're right. I, this uh, episode probably could have done with like a full-on horror like what if this child had you know like these movies the conjuring and all this stuff would have been something more along those lines like i was watching the the episode i'm like everything is so well lit and everything there's no sense of menace to any of these scenes like there's a scene where troy and 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 the girl what's her name clara or i forget what the little girl that's right and and they're looking for isabella Isabella and and they're kind of looking around they're looking under the bed they could have played that up and they could have they they could have made it menacing and, and they could have had more shadows and and instead it was just bland and boring and then Troy gets thrown against the wall. I mean it, it's just you know, um That's that particular scene I like uh I laughed, to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because she's like looking everywhere. And yeah. Then this thing just decides, like, uh, all right, I've had enough of this shit. I'm just going to zap you. It's like <laughs> um, yeah. I think that the other thing is that I, I do believe that, like, the alien, I was unclear as to what it, like, it, it, I think it was, like, interesting because, you know, you either get the um, bestial type aliens on Star Trek like and they're and particularly in space you'll get like a, a space whale or some kind of like you know space animal that maybe isn't at, like isn't we're not able to communicate with we don't know how to gauge its intelligence you know or like balls. something like that or you get like balls entities that are like balls. you know <laughs> like little disembodied. balls they're always little balls <laughs> Troy was impregnated by a little ball we all, we also noted on yesterday's discussion uh, with Sean that there's a lot of rape on Star Trek as well. There is. Like, on <laughs> Next Generation, <laughs> yes, there is. There are a lot of violations happening yeah, on Star Trek. Yeah, it's, it's harsh. You know, there's like a lot of a lot of repeating things. But um, what I was going to say is like I thought that this alien was weird because it, it I just didn't buy that it was... Like as simple as as that. Oh, this alien's now a child, so of course it thinks like a child. So I don't know. And and we've already had, you know, the episode where a much better episode where uh, the kid who loses his mother on a mission and and Worf commits himself to this kid, oh, right. right. and then That's they right. meet this alien who then recreates the the kid's mother and is doing all yeah. these things, and Picard, I think he, I think Picard may even have just repeated the speech from that episode. <laughs> he just said, oh, wait a minute, hold on, I've given this speech before, let me consult my speech book. Oh, yes, I know what to tell energy balls who take our children, let me consult it. You, you know, and get off my bridge. Get the <laughs> fuck off my ship, you beastly ball of energy. I mean, There's no room. <laughs> what were they? Th- I just don't know what they were thinking. And and um, I don't use this source often, but I'm going to today. These uh, Cinema Fantasque. This is a publication Ooh. from the time, and I wish I, I would read more from it 
during our discussions because this is giving uh, critical reviews from the time, which is oh, interesting to, to contrast it with, with how we see an episode today. I and, love that um, you have this, by the way. It's they actually give it two stars. Oh, huh? Geez. I said I love that you have this, like, actual magazine from the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they interviewed people. Oh, I need to take my glasses off. Crap. Uh, it's time to get those progressive lenses, doctor. <laughs> I'm allergic to retinox. <laughs> retinox. <laughs> um, Retinex five, I think. <laughs> yeah, according to this, it, uh, this this uh, this magazine says it boasts an array of next generation cliches too numerous to count. A youngster in angst, a muddled B story. What was the B story? Them in the nebula. Yeah, I think the they were trying. Remember, they were trying to figure out why the Enterprise couldn't accelerate without. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I forgot. Like they could, yeah, they couldn't get out of the nebula because of the strings, the cosmic strings. Because the cosmic <laughs> strings. Oh, the next uh, cliche is cosmic strings jeopardizing the ship. <laughs> Troy, quote: I feel good. You feel good. Counseling. <laughs> Yeah, Troy's a terrible counselor. <laughs> no, she's not. Yeah, she she's is. Not. All she does we is eat chocolate. <laughs> That's all she does. Troy, I feel good, you feel good, counseling. And for those who missed those who missed it, an impassioned speech by Picard about rearing children that saves the ship. Uh, every season has its night terrors. I guess night terrors is a... I don't know which episode that is. That's the one with the... Isn't that the one with the two... Uh, the hydrogen atom and the... The two eyes, the the snakes or whatever. The I don't know. She's floating. Counselor Troy's floating. She's like. Do you see a theme here? <laughs> Counselor Troy episodes. Uh, it says here it's not a show that dealt with our regulars or needed to be on Star Trek. Said producer Herb Bright. I think Michael Michael Pillar was trying to do ET. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that, mm. the assessment from back then <laughs> was that it was not good, and uh, I would not insult ET in such a way. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I'm. Uh, I don't know what this look. <laughs> You're ET <laughs> when he's hiding. In the... <laughs> when he's hiding, it's true. Uh, or when he's on the on the. You're bike Elliot. There. No, Elliot has that look. Yeah, you're true, El- you need your bike. <clears throat> um, Starfleet, Starfleet, boy, Elliot. <laughs> all right. So now I quote from my other source. Before you do this episode, uh, can we get? We haven't had it in a few. Okay. Um. So can we get like the last? Uh, the last one. Which the last, well, the last yeah. one. It, it, this one has is from the Perfect Mate. That's great because we <laughs> we just talked about that. Which I'm I'm a little appalled at your rating of a one, by the way. I just want to say a one. that that well, I, I wasn't can't on the show, so my rating doesn't count. But Famke Jensen can't can't doesn't bring it to at least a two. And what about Doctor? It Hewer? gets a one for Famke Jensen, sir. Well, okay. What about Doctor Hewer? Doctor Hewer deserves something. Famke Jensen has much better legs than <laughs> Doctor Hewer. But come on, you're a fan of the of Buck 1980s, Rogers. I know, Buck Rogers, I know, and you love Doctor. I know, you can I do. at least give 
give it to you. I give two to you and your gallant. I was not on the show, so I, I cannot. I was not in the conversation, so I, I cannot be party to giving. I'm gonna remember this when we get to all good things, and uh, oh god, <laughs> just letting you know, we're gonna revisit this time. It'll be like a flashback. Can, can we go back further to the cost of living? All right, go, okay. go to the cost of living. Let's go. This, he writes, <laughs> This is without a doubt the worst possible episode of Star Trek. Every moment of it makes me mad. Not only is Troy <laughs> in it a lot, it also has her mom and also Alexander, who is really annoying. But on the holodeck, they create some bullshit pleasure colony, which is filled with fucking sucky-ass shit. <laughs> wow. It is like some stupid bubble mime alien who makes annoying faces and some fake Dr. Seuss arguing aliens and a dumbass alien who juggles three balls. Who the fuck cares about juggling three balls? There are kids in my school who can do that right now. If you live in the future and in space, then juggling three fucking balls does not cut it. It's true. He should have been able to do like seventeen or something like that. That's the truth. That's she's like really. It's true. It's, it's like the scene in her insurrection. I think makes up for that when all those kids are bouncing those tennis balls or whatever. Not, oh, hacky like, hacky sack. Hacky sack. That's yeah. a but that's a hipster <laughs> thing. That's a hipster thing. <laughs> all right. All right. So Next. now now we have Isabella from this episode. No, you're supposed to do. Uh, oh, you want you? Oh, he got. He has two pages on that one. <laughs> They're gonna have to just buy the book, man. I'm not gonna read the whole book know, to everybody. I know, I know. Yeah, no. Let's do imaginary friend. These Fine. aliens are some energy balls, but they. Can, oh, there we see. It's not just More me. Balls. These aliens are some energy balls, but they can take the shape of people if they want to. Also, they can read people's minds somehow if they fly into someone's head. Is that true? I don't remember that. that. The, yeah, it's, I think that's what happens to Isabel. I mean, to Clara. It seems like whenever there is an alien made out of energy on the show, they are always ball shaped. <laughs> One of them turns into the imaginary friend of a girl, and she's pretty much the worst person alive in Star Trek. <laughs> she's manipulative, mean, bitchy, and vindictive. Everyone on the Enterprise is ready to forgive her, even though she summons a bunch of other energy balls to murder them. But fuck that. I know what it's like to have someone treat you like this, and you don't forgive them. It is so fucking ridiculous how much this alien reminds me of my mom. (laughs) And that is such bullshit. It is bullshit that she is basically a child, and everyone tells me that I have to be strong and just put up with how badly she acts so she can get better. I should not have to be the adult in our family. At the end of the episode, the Enterprise gives these aliens a gift of free energy. I think the Federation shouldn't try so hard to be nice to aliens who are obviously assholes. That's crazy. That's crazy. We got to give a plug. Where would you get that book from? Oh, this book is called A Field Guide to the Aliens of Star Trek Next Generation by Joshua Chapman, age 11. Good old Joshua Chapman. And this is from Devastator <laughs> Press, and it is edited by Zachary Auburn. And there's the cover, folks. I recommend everybody, every Next Generation fan, please get this it's book. It's great for a laugh. It's a really good... It really is. Really good. It really is. It's gold, folks. It's gold. <sighs> All right. So 
That's our all I shortest got. episode on. It's a really short episode, I think. Uh, we do have some things that we can talk about and should talk about. A couple of channel updates, Doctor, since uh, it's been a couple of episodes since you've been on. The channel has over 200 followers. No way. I've been watching yeah, that. I didn't know it had happened. Yeah. We, uh, as of this recording, we have two, 201. I almost said 2,000. That's like when Chekhov wakes up and says Admiral. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so that's super cool. We're congratulations. very excited about that. Yep, yep. No, congratulations to everyone. So that's really good news. Um, what else? What else? Let's see. There's an animated series of Star Trek coming out. Well, I don't know what you think of that. Well... It's a comedy, though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not Is too it? thrilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You didn't want a co- you wanted a serious one like the like the original like the original series animated. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm not too excited about comedic versions of the least important ship in Starfleet. What ship is it? I don't know. You have to read this. I have to go online and read the summary. Oh. Uh. Oh, they're saying it's the least... Im- That's the premise you're saying. It's the least important ship in Starfleet. Right, right. What could that be? The <laughs> like if we, It's, it's we a garbage scow or something. I don't know. <laughs> is that right? Uh, maybe. I, I don't they know. Had those. Perhaps. I thought that was automated. Someone's got to pick up the mess after the Borg destroys half the fleet. I always thought that that's where the robots were in Star Trek. They were behind the Star Trek doesn't up. have robots, really. No, but like in the back, I'm saying they do automation, like not robots, but, like you would, not like automatons, but like automated ships for sure, like the, a low threat. Do you, you know, think they threat. have automated ships? Hundred percent. They, I mean, just logically thinking. No, but I don't know, hold I don't on. Know, like, I thought. I thought. I think no. I think um, the episode, the original show, uh, the one with the the Mach One. No, you're the telling Mark me five. We're we're on the verge yeah. now of having automated garbage trucks, like yes. without sans a person, right? I think Star You're Trek me doesn't that have there it. can't be. You don't think there's automated garbage ships in the future, in the Star Trek future? I think there isn't. Yeah, there is in the two thousand. There is in the two thousand nine uh, version, and uh, which is a different universe. It's well, well, it's a different timeline, is what they say. A different timeline. Timeline, same universe, different. Different dialogue. <laughs> That's what they say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> no, I, I think Star Trek is is unique. It is very unique in that robots seem to be not a part. Well, they're not trusted. The well, original series for sure. Okay, so this is actually. I mean, why do they have miners? They have people mining where the Horta is. Why isn't all that automated? There's actually. You saw the guys in the jumpsuit. They're actually mining. They're, you know. Is that right? I can't yeah. remember that. Yeah, on Rural they're, you know. But, I mean, but. <laughs> of course, that's punishment, but still. That's punishment. Um, I think. Yeah, I wonder why does dilithium have to be mined Because by... there's no robots. Interesting. Exactly. I just, I. Yeah, it is weird that Star Trek has no robots, don't you think? <laughs> I, 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 I think... Data a, was the first... Data's right. a unique thing, too. Data, like da, it makes data unique. I think it's purposely that way 
after Star Wars just to differentiate between Star Wars. Even though there's enough to differentiate, you know, because obviously Star Wars is not pure sci-fi, it's science fantasy. Um, I just think that there's, there's been a conscious effort to say, well, Star Trek focuses on this, this, this. Let Star Wars have that, that, that. That's why but, in Star Trek you don't have fighters. That's that's fine for like, but what's the in-world explanation? Because you have to imagine that there's a reason why the Federation or or the Klingons or the Romulans don't use robotics in a different way than in a way that kind of aligns with how we're using them. And in, and there's really no excuse other than maybe like an intentional. Like message, maybe I think that Gene Roddenberry might have had right. Uh, like what you were saying a little bit, uh, touching on earlier, because uh, robotics has been popular in science fiction forever. So it's not right. like you know, it's not like they they didn't want to like talk about robotics because Asimov right. certainly. No, I mean they talk know, about <laughs> robotics in the original show a lot. I mean, there's several episodes on robots with robots. Mm-hmm. They're just mm-hmm. always oh, yeah, evil. The M, and and the then M5? you have the M five, <laughs> right. Uh, that I was saying the Mach Four. I was thinking Speed Racer. No, no, it's the M5. But if you watch the Ultimate Computer, oh, I'm think I'm actually thinking of Nomad. Is what I'm th- remember. There's I also am Nomad. Nomad. That's right. Yeah, there's I Nomad. Forgot. That's right. <laughs> there's several episodes in the original show that established this philosophy that automation is bad, and I think the Ultimate Computer is Gene Roddenberry's ultimate statement on that. Now, you're right. There really isn't an in-universe reason for it because maybe that's the human response, but why don't the Klingons have lots of robots? Why don't the Vulcans have robots? Why don't the Andorians have robots? That is an absolutely legitimate question that Star Trek doesn't have an answer for. <laughs> well, now we've stumped Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, Discovery is. Uh, I thought they were doing they have robots. Cyborgs. Yeah, it actually is not robots, which is interesting too. Like, I think that's interesting that like, even though Discovery is trying to reimagine Star Trek in so many ways, like that they're still staying clear from a hundred percent, you know, introduction of robots. But it'll be interesting. Are you? Uh, are you ready to give the rating, Doctor? <laughs> I thought we did. No, we haven't done oh, it Oh, okay. So I'll go first, even though there's no need, because uh, for once we are 100% aligned on our ratings. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, I like the discussion we were having today, but I can't find reason to give this episode uh, a better rating than what I came in with, and that is a zero. Zero. I giving out... I hate giving out zero. Can we have a discussion? Ratings. Can we give it yeah. a zero? Is a zero an absence of a of a rating, or do we need to give it a one? Logic would dictate that if for, for some reason, like we needed to ever enter these ratings into like a database and it didn't accept zeros, that it would just turn all the zeros into ones. So it doesn't matter. Okay, so it's a zero. <laughs> it's a zero. It's a zero. This is a zero rating. There's zero. There's no reason to watch this. There's zero reason to watch this episode. And and now perhaps there is one good thing that's come out of it. I think that you might be right in that this might be 
our shortest episode on record. It is. <laughs> there are a few things that, since it's going to pu- get published today, today is Sunday, um, November 4th, I will do some very in-the-moment announcements. One is, uh, and doctor, feel free to, uh, to state your opinion on this, but I... Uh, as a YouTuber, as a podcaster, as a human being, uh, but more uh, succinctly than that, as an American citizen, I urge <laughs> everyone to go out and vote. Oh, okay, uh, good. I, I was yes. like, what, what's happening <laughs> here? Some proclamation here. <laughs> <laughs> I did it late uh, because I I no? wanted to be more informed. Huh? It's not no, late. I mean, like I, no, I know, but later than the early voting. I like to vote, like, usually, like early it's yeah. tuesday oh, is the, it's tuesday what yeah. i'm saying is you could have voted before yes oh i see you voted later than normal <laughs> than normal yes okay i gotcha. usually like to well we had I four like pages to... sir we had a very long no, ballot yeah, there's a lot there's, there's we had a, a long lot. ballot yeah there's a lot sorry i am an early voter <laughs> so am i <laughs> i'm grateful for that privilege uh, but, but yes, the actual vote happens on Tuesday, November 6th. So if you haven't voted already, if you're not a part of the early vote, then please go and vote. It's not too late. Rock the it's vote. Very simple. There we go. Rock the vote. Starfleet, LLAP the vote, you know. And I'm not going to give you any of my opinions beyond just go vote. That's it. All right. Good, good, good speech. All right. Thank you. Uh, I am excited also, Doctor, uh, and I wanted to know if you, speaking of Halloween stuff, on a side discussion here before we end the show, I want to give a plug to the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Netflix. Oh my it's pretty, god. It's really good. <laughs> what you did? Emma did you started like- watching it and I watched an episode and I was shocked because um, it was... I, Bronson Pinchot was on an episode. Yes, I was like, He's I was looking at him, and I'm like, God, I know that face. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? And then the episode ends, and I see Bronson Pinchot, and I'm like, Holy cow! Perfect strangers. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, the the mistress. I know, I know, she's a controversial time lord, but the mistress is in the show as well. I don't know if you noticed her. <laughs> Michelle Gomez, um, yeah, lots of good, lots of cool, yeah, lots of cool uh, actors and actresses appear on this show. Um, I never saw the sitcom Melissa John Hart. Right? Yeah, the Sabrina. Did you watch that at all, or was that something you watched? I may have seen you it. Did? I must have. I may have seen oh. an occasional episode. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are parts parts unknown here, uh, <laughs> and of course I didn't read the Archie comic books no. uh, that these are based on either. Um, so I went into it without knowing any of that, but I I was thoroughly entertained. I watched the whole uh, the whole presentation from start. start I to I, I only saw part of, of the, the third episode with uh, the lawyer Daniel Web- Daniel Webster, which I thought. I didn't realize it was Daniel Webster until the end of the episode um, when he gave his name. And I was like, oh, the devil and, you know, Daniel Webster. Um, but I, I uh, yeah, ah, you get it now. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Yeah, there's all kinds of clever things. Like, right. I, I especially think that, like, um, 
it's interesting how they uh, have just basically, which is kind of like what you might do if you were establishing a unholy religion. Is like they just convert like all the kind of like things. Yeah, that, Catholic iconography and just inverted yeah, it. Yeah, just yeah. invert it, and then also even yeah. just statements like you know praise Satan. Oops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like oops. And things like that. So it's yeah. Like, oops. It's like <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I, you don't want to get out too many. If you were raised Catholic like I was, you don't want to get too many of those out of your. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. It was. It's it's it was an it was a you know it was a, it was an entertaining episode that yeah, I you're watched. Excommunicate you can be excommunicated. Right. It was just so very familiar, but all upside down. Basically, it was a very interesting yeah uh, take on things. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I um, I'll probably you know Emma started watching it. I only watched one episode with her, but I'll I'll probably watch more of it. I mean, I I maybe it's the prudent me, but I, I thought some of the. Some of the like, I wasn't sure what the audience is. Like, some of the stuff suddenly made me think, okay, uh, maybe it's a little older. Uh, the audience is a hundred percent adult. Uh, it's, I think, I don't know. But if, if you I were take those adult rating. parts out, I mean, there's her basically getting naked in front of the guy, and then the two guys just like, bam, um, right into bed. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Okay, now. But um, when you think about it, if you it, take those two uh, things out, I think it's perfectly fine for a middle schooler. You know. Yeah, I don't think it's good for. But no, for it's a little too racy. Middle schoolers. Now. Yeah, I think a senior in high school might be able to handle it, but probably that's the target audience. I would think. I guess. I mean, I just thought Cause it was interesting because the tone. I was, think that you know, like. I think that honestly, like she turned sixteen in this episode, so like a sixteen or seventeen year old, I think would be like, if it were me, I would have been super embarrassed to watch it, it yeah, in front of like my family or something like that. But if yeah. I were watching it alone, it would have been great. Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, it just seemed the tone was so like here, and then whenever they would throw in something racy, it just suddenly, whip, you know. Uh, but again, I only saw one episode, and and I'm coming to it from the original show, which was on the whatever the the Friday night. You know, it was part of the There's ABC a, Friday night lineup, which was always very yeah. family family friendly. I, I'm particularly interested uh, since we're not talking about the Star Trek episode anymore. We've gone deep outside of the, the Star way Trek episode. Off. We we may as well just go a little further, and I would just like to say that like. I am excited about um, seeing uh, Star Trek deliver these different. You know, I know, I know you're not particularly excited about a comedic animated series, uh-huh. but I really like that. Like, at within the next few years, we're gonna have whatever the Picard show is. I think it's everyone's speculating that it's called Star Trek Destiny, and it's gonna be based on the 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 Destiny series uh, of novels. I think it is. Did you read those with uh, Ezri Dax? I wish I could, because I can't look up books here. Siri strikes again. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it was that, and then also, uh, you know, anyways, that's going to be on, uh, presumably Star Trek Discovery will still be on, which is, is, you know, pretty obviously geared to, like, attract a whole new audience a whole new type of audience, perhaps even than than uh, than Star Trek is um, <clears throat> known for. 
and then there will be yet another show that scoops in a whole different branch of people because Rick and Morty I've never actually seen it uh, but I hear like so much praise like people really love uh, that and then the um, the video that I watched uh, Sean post talked about how that cre- the creator of Rick and Morty uh, is like a huge Star Trek fan oh so, I didn't know he posted a new video yeah, yeah, I gotta so, check yeah, it out he, he posted a video to check that out. And so if his telemetry is correct, uh, it could mean that, like, yet another segment of, like, audience will join Star Trek. And I think it's not a bad thing. I really think that, like, ultimately there's going to be a show, like, there's going to be a show that you're going to be able... I think it'll... will People will, like, ultimately get, if it's successful, sort of like the MCU and where, like, some people are fans of Ant-Man and other people are fans of Thor, you know, like... All of those, or Guardians of the Galaxy, all of those like movies, even though they're part of the same thing, uh, are completely different flavors of entertainment, you know. And I think that's what Star Trek might be trying to do here. And I think it's kind of exciting. I might not watch all the Star Trek series uh, <laughs> that are being presented, but I'm sure that there will be one, or I'm hopeful that there will be one that I'll love. Which, to me, it sounds like it's going to be the Picard show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. I, I agree with you in, in that. Uh, I mean, I'm not as interested in, in the many flavors of, of Star Trek. Uh, I, I like, I'm a big fan of just, you know, these are the parameters and Star Trek's a dramatic sci-fi show. Uh, or, well, an action-adventure sci-fi show. Um, I Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't have, I'm not, I mean, I don't mind... Like for example, I, I think I've I've sent you several times Robot Chickens, you know Night Crew from Next Generation, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. But but that's done on, obviously on Robot Chicken or or even you know you and I were around when In Living Color did uh, uh, the famous the Star Trek skits. the skit with Farrakhan on on the Enterprise. I that's mean, right. I don't mind stuff like that, but. When you're saying this is part of Star Trek itself, and it's not taking itself seriously, I think you're kind of breaking. I don't know. It seems to me like you're kind of breaking the rules. Even though it's animated, I know they can. They can. You know, they're kind of skating that. But I, I, I have no interest at all in a comedic Star Trek. Really, I just don't. Um, I, I don't mind an occasional skit on SNL or. Or something like that, but uh, an ongoing, regular, goofy cartoon Star Trek, I think is is just not interesting. I, I think much better would be, uh, you know, I, I thought that what we what we'd be doing at this point is animated Star Trek uh, to sort of connect the movies. I think that would be much more interesting. Um, I remember uh, many years ago, Universal was was using this template of they would come out with a big screen movie, and then there would be an animated prequel movie, and then there would be a video game, and then the animated movie would somehow tie to the video game to the movie, and they would have this little trifecta. And I and then and Star Wars, you know, really, you know, the Clone Wars, you know, connecting the two trilogies together. Um, you know, Star Trek. There's plenty of things that Star Trek could be doing to connect, you know, the movies together, or or even the shows. I mean, 
you can make use of the fact that you can have we can have uh, next generation crew. Let's just say, for example, season five next generation crew, and they'll look the same because it's animated, and we have all the actors, and they pretty much sound the same. Um, you know, we we could do that, and I, I think that's more interesting to me. But that's me. Yeah, I I would favor. I think I think the thing is that I, w- I we have no idea. Do you really know that it's a hundred percent going to be a comedy? And stuff I think like that? so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me. You know what? Let me go right now to um, <laughs> but, um, the article. But yeah, I do. I do think that if I were making the decisions, I would make something in the style of Rebels or. Um, or Clone Wars. Rebels, sure. there we go. That's another good example. Um, yeah. And actually, I'm enjoying uh, the Resistance show, too. It's really good. The new one? The animated series on... Uh, oh, I, I, haven't, I really haven't watched it. I haven't had a... It's pretty cool. The only thing I'm watching right now is... Because um, I have very little time is I'm watching the new Castlevania and Daredevil. That's all There's I have a to... Castlevania show. Oh like based on my the... god! Let me tell you, <laughs> that show is freaking insane, and it's glorious, and it's beautiful, and I love it. Castlevania, it's on show? Netflix. You must watch I'll, it. I'll check the it out. first season and is. Why aren't you watching The Expanse? You know, actually, I am watching The Expanse. But, oh, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but. Okay. Oh. Can I be on? I mean, I, it, it, I'm not. I'm not hooked on it yet. I'm like about oh, that's five okay, episodes in. I'm five or seven episodes yeah. in, but I'm not hooked on it yet. Um, I mean, I watch it, but I mean, you guys come on and, and it's just like, oh my god, praise the Lord! I think it takes. And I think I it's, stopped. It's a slow burn there. for me, and uh, I can't stand this guy that with that it. fucking hat, man. Jesus Christ. Okay, I, I think it's funny that you said all that because the first time I tried to watch The Expanse, I only made it to about the fifth episode also, just so you know. Okay, all right. Then we're around the same... I, I, co- I cooled it for a while, and then I was like, you know what, everyone's freaking talking about this show. <laughs> and so the, you just got to go. Go with the flow, man. Get on that ride. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 but I... No, keep going. It's I'm just not saying keep right going now. on that ride. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's a slow burn. It's exactly what you said. It's a. You know, I'm wrong. It's a good show. I'm not saying it's a it's bad a show. Once um, that pot starts boiling, brother. <laughs> what it is is that. Um, I mean, so far everything I've seen, I've seen before uh, in, in one iteration or another. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't want to say I'm bored, but it's just like, well, I know this is Blake Seven, this is Babylon Five, this is it, you know. So I'm just kind of like, okay. Yeah, okay, I see this, I see that. So I'm not um but I mean don't get it is a good show. I'm not I'm trust me, I'm not saying it's not a good show. I will obviously continue watching it, but it, it doesn't it doesn't have me like uh it's the, like yeah, Daredevil. It's or, I think it's not a show that has you as at hello, you know, it's not like Right. Not like no. It. Or another and, one that I love watching is uh Man in the High Castle. Mine in the High Castle had me like from the beginning, it just like grabbed me, and and that's yeah, another so one that good. there's so much good television on well, in our lifetimes. Well, <laughs> I, I think what's interesting is that we no longer uh, it's very hard for you know when we were younger, you know, 
more often than not, chances are we all watch the same shows. Or we at least we would all try the same shows at the same time. That there was were definitely at the like, same time. But yeah, now there, was, it's different. Now it's like you are really into the expanse. I may really get into the expanse years from now, who knows, or months from now. <laughs> but right now I'm really into Man in the High Castle. You may not watch that for years and then hey Humbert, oh my god, that show. So yeah. it's it's different. We're not all watching at the same time the same thing. I think there's I think there's a commentary there also just in general I think uh I think at um at, at our age we have less time for and that's so well and yeah obviously yeah, you pick and choose. I remember when I was younger I could just spend hours watching television. Oh yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is um the kids they watch dude they they watch at school. What? They they they'll they'll be there, you know, my aides and they'll be on the couch and they'll be like like this and they're watching TV on this. What? Yes. They you watch they them? consume tons and tons of television. <laughs> what, why am I going to allowed to stop the, the, the what when do I, I was care? in school if I were if I were watching TV in school in the 90s, I would have been like sent to the detention. What what am I it's lunch. What am I going to do? Oh, it's lunchtime. You have to give me context here. I thought you're like kids are just willy nilly. Oh well, yeah, that TV also happened. House. No, in the hall, yeah, they they do that too. But I mean, when I see them, they're in the library during lunchtime. That's when we have like, about, half the school coming in. What about when kids like, have? Are yeah, you, yeah. If you're if you're still like if you're still like involved with the with school uh, when you're like in your sixties. Can you imagine? <sighs> like kids will have implants. You won't be able to tell if they're watching television. You won't be able to tell. You'll be able to tell. Kids will just, kids will just be like in alternate realities while. Oh, they're in alternate realities now. For crying out loud! So yeah, they're watching. They're yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay, adult animated Star Trek series announced. Following on from Star Trek Discovery and the in-works Jean-Luc Picard series, CBS All Access has handed out a two-season order for Star Trek Lower Decks, a half-hour adult animated comedy series. From Rick and Morty head writer and executive producer Mike McCann. So, uh, the series will focus on the support crew serving on one of Starfleet, Star, ugh, Starfleet's least important ships, with McCann's pitched reportedly beginning with the sentence I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out the other end. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, if that's the show you want to watch, <laughs> there the you have it. Pretty, the description's kind of funny, though. I have to say, no interest whatsoever. Remember the yellow care. cards that you put I, in. I know. I have no interest in the guy that puts that in the. Doot, doot, doot. Banana. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> why doesn't the That's food replicator why... talk anymore? Well, and now, not, no, it does still talk on Star Trek Discovery, but it's the wrong voice. It's not that banana voice. No, but on Next Generation, it doesn't say, are all green tea, you know, or whatever. Oh, it's because like, food replica, uh, I guess food replication wasn't ex- as good as science uh, back then, and so you had to confirm that you were getting a banana. Maybe, maybe it just didn't, it wasn't, a, it was a not quite right banana. And so it had to let you know what it was so that you could understand what you were eating. What am I getting I here? Know. This doesn't look like a banana computer. What is this? 
What? It's a banana. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not a banana. Up your it shaft. It's a banana. Up your shaft. <laughs> It's true. All right. I think we've exhausted our time or our audience's precious time. Yes, Doctor. we have. Uh, let's not go into an hour here. We've already uh, <laughs> we've already overstayed. Did the we talk about the episode? episode? Yeah, we totally did. Okay. We, uh, all right. We talked about, I I'm think we checking. gave it its devil's due or its proper due. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, another what? bad one. I don't know if we've ever given a zero before. I can't remember, but this is something database. Well, I, I, I didn't. Will, I wasn't sure if we could. I thought we had to give it between one and ten. It's hard to remember the bad ones, so for me, so it's like I know we've done it before. I just can't remember. Okay, can I? Then I, I just want to say for the caveat, my my rating is zero, but if a zero is not allowed, then it is a one. All right. <laughs> so that means that the previous episode uh, to this one. <laughs> You could just go ahead and change it to a two, right? No. <laughs> get, come on. For for Dr. Howard. Come on. <laughs> Dr. Howard. Do you not remember? what Gil, Gil Gerard is frowning at you right now. Who is? You don't, Gil, Gil Gerard. <laughs> Buck Rogers? Buck, what about Buck Twiggy? Twiggy? And that's bitty, the other bitty, thing bitty. is I wish you were on, because I think you have a Twiggy. Don't you have a Twiggy somewhere? Like, do you I, not have I Twiggy? know. I <laughs> Yeah, Twiggy's. I have Twiggy right there. No, uh, I have his autograph on my Buck Rogers. That's awesome. Um, yes. All right, this episode is over, Doctor. Bitty bitty bitty. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper, and we'll see you next time.